Hey, I'm Steve from Jackson Interface Shelter, and today on the podcast we have Kelvin and Dania from the Jackson District Library Carnegie Branch right here downtown. And Kelvin works as the Adult Services Coordinator at the library, and Dania is a librarian assistant within the Adult Services. So thank you both for being here today. Um, yeah. So starting out, um, maybe just each you take a couple minutes and just say, um, how did you kind of start working at the library? A little bit about your past and a little bit about what you enjoy within the work that you do. Uh, sure, yeah. So I never really considered library work. I had just come across the uh, advertisement for the position that I started in, um, but I've always had a strong belief in building communities sort of from the ground up and making sure that everyone in the community has access to at least the most basic resources that they need. And so once I heard about some of the stuff that the library does, like the expungement programs and all the other services that we offer, it was like it clicked pretty quickly for me. I, I was really excited to get started and I knew pretty pretty immediately upon starting that this was gonna be work that I was gonna enjoy. That's great. Um, uh, mine, my, uh, my story is a little bit more circuitous than that. I, uh, I graduated college from MSU, sadly, um, from what happened earlier this yeah. week, um, with an English degree, which like, you know, how not very useful, I would say in the real world. So I was kind of looking around to find, you know, a career and I began my mom, my, all the women in my, uh, on my mom's side of the family are teachers. And so I started substitute teaching to just fill the time, make a little bit of money, make sure I wasn't, you know, laying on the couch all day, every day. And um, the uh, this was back when they actually had librarians in the schools. The librarian at my mom's school happened to be my ex-neighbor, so someone I grew up with. And um, unfortunately, she, she turned out fine, but she got cancer and was going to have to be off for like the last quarter of the year. And so she contacted me and was like, hey do you want to just work at the library for the rest of the year? And I'm like, yeah, that sounds fine. Yeah, sure. That sounds great. And, uh, and I realized very quickly, like I really, really enjoyed it much more so than like being a teacher. I enjoyed being a teacher. I didn't enjoy all the bureaucracy, frankly, that goes along with it. Yeah. And so um, I got done with that school year, went to Wayne state and got my library science degree and came back to Jackson and, and started working here. Um, I've had three different jobs at JDL. I started out at Parkside. Um, J, JDL and JPS have a partnership mm -hmm. where we provide librarians for their schools. Okay. And so I started out as the Parkside librarian. Um, it was like closed. They just dumped desks and stuff in there when I started. Hmm. And I got it all started up. And now if you go in there, they've, they've invested a bunch of money into it. They have tape, like I... I got a friend of mine um, to donate some like cafe tables, like the ones you guys have downstairs, like the booths yeah. for kids to hang out in. And so they've like created a space for kids to hang out during lunchtime. They have tablets that the kids can yeah. use. It was really awesome experience. And then I came over to Carnegie and you worked with you services for a couple of years. And then I've been at this job for almost six years, five and a half years now at this point. Yeah, yeah thanks. So within adult services, kind of what what does that encompass? And, and I'll preface too. So so a lot of times on this podcast, you know, we'll specifically bring people in that that partner in the kind of work that we do here at the shelter because it's you know it's the whole community working together. And sometimes people think, oh, there's a homeless shelter, so anything to do with homelessness, poverty, insecurity, food insecurity, a homeless shelter must do that. Where we actually are just a fraction of the of the pie. There's so many places that work together and. 
The library's just been an incredible partner for us, and thankfully we're right down the road, and we reference uh, our clients to go to you all the time because of the services you provide that I think a lot in our community wouldn't realize that a library you know, has the type of services broadly that, that are targeted for those that are struggling in our community. So, so hit a little on yeah, what does adult services entail um, and, and you know, even in you choosing to do the job, you said that's actually kind of what, what drew you to wanting to work at JDL. Yeah, for sure. Um, so I kind of think of our job as split up in a couple of different categories. So we sort of have the reference side of things, which is, you know, everything from people coming in with questions about their genealogy mm. or even something as simple as how do I use a computer? We do a lot of work for that, um, technological literacy and, and such. So that's kind of one aspect of it. And the other aspect of the way I see it is uh, sort of our community engagement, giving people access to the resources that they might not be familiar with within the community. Obviously the interface shelter is one of those resources. When somebody comes into us and they say, this is my problem, this is what I need, we like to be the place that has the answer that can say like, you can go here, you can go here, there's this program, or have you heard about this? And so that's kind of how I think of my job. And, and as people come in, I mean, what are some of the consistent needs that people are you know, saying they, they have that you're needing to reference them uh, for other resources? Sure. So, um, well, it's tax season, so mm -hmm. we get a lot of that. I think one thing that um, a lot of people are surprised about when they come in, you know, printing is a big thing. Everybody needs documents, legal forms, tax forms. Mm -hmm. And I, don't, I think people, a lot of people don't realize that we offer that for free like you know as far as we're concerned legal documents are something that people need for a reason and so we just want to make sure that people are able to get that stuff um, because you know you go to some of like the box office stores or whatever and the prices just to print off a couple pieces of paper can be pretty astronomical and for a lot of people that's a, a barrier to getting the services that they need so I'd say just like that tax forms legal documents um, we also work with the Michigan Legal Help website a lot, mm -hmm. um, so which is a really great resource that allows people to kind of go step by step through legal processes, divorce, um, adoption, PPO, yeah, just a whole bunch of different legal subjects that they can kind of get, go through step by step and get the forms that they need uh, and sort of start that process. Yeah, and I, um, one of my favorite things is we're, the Michigan Legal Help Center stuff um, that was um, created by legal services, which we have legal services here in town. Mm -hmm. um, like the whole, what they found out was they were spending an inordinate amount of time filling out forms correctly for people because you might not know this, but if you walk into the courthouse with a form that's not filled out correctly, they'll turn you away and then they can't tell you why they're turning you away because that's providing legal advice and they can't provide legal advice. Mm -hmm. So that's a super frustrating process. Right. You know, we all have so much capacity for things. And if you think that you did it right and you go in and turn it in and they're like, no, and they don't tell you, I totally understand yeah. throwing your hands in the air, ripping it up and never dealing with it again. Right. Right. Huh. Um, and so that website, basically, you just answer the questions that are on the form mm -hmm. and it fills the form out exactly the way it's supposed mm -hmm. to be filled out. And that's incredibly helpful. Um, and so that's one of our my favorite things. And we are a Michigan Legal Help Center. Okay. So we're the only place in Jackson that we have a dedicated computer for it. My entire staff is trained how to use that website, and it is incredibly, incredibly helpful for people. I mean, we probably get five to ten a day people coming in to just to use that website. They, they'll, they'll come in with a card that says Michigan Legal Help, and they'll say, 
they were giving me this at court. Can you help me? And we just get them started. And it is an inc- it, such an easy process. You would think that it would be a complicated process. I'm literally just typing my name in, and it's perfect. So that's a, that's a really, really great thing that we do. Um, I just want to add one other thing to what Ian said. Like we have all sorts of important um, social service type things that we offer. But we also, you can just come down and rent a movie. You know what I mean? You can come down and rent a video game. You can yep. borrow ebooks. You can borrow things for your tablet. You can borrow a book. You know, we, we still offer all the entertainment options, but we also do these other things too. Right. You know, so if you just want to come in and get a movie, you just want to come in and, and find some quiet space. Right. All of that is still happening, still available. Yeah, yes, yes. yes. We've just that. expanded <laughs> yeah. what we what we see, uh, where the library falls into into how the community works. Yep. Basically, is how, is the way I look at it. And I'll do a plug. So I have Hoopla now, which I've heard that Overdrive is even better than that, but it's an app that the, the library has. Yeah. And it's basically like a free Netflix. So you can, you know, music, movies, TV shows are on there for free just with your free library card. So uh, I'm already so cheap that I have my brother's Netflix account and a friend's Amazon. Without those, I just wouldn't have either because I don't care to watch that much TV. Um, so if those ever go away, Hoopla is my, my go-to for all those. Um, and I love audiobooks too. And uh, so with that, even if there's one you don't have, you can request that they purchase it. And so I do that quite often. And then usually pretty quickly, I'll get an email that says, That's right. you know, your, your audio book's here mm-hmm. and I'm not paying to, to get an audio books and my taxes are already paying for it. So it yep. just makes sense. Absolutely. Um, so free commercial. I've liked it. <laughs> I like it. Um, so how do people typically find out about these services? Cause I'm actually, there's several that you just rattled off that I wasn't even aware of some of the ones that you were doing. So you know, is there through, you know, is United Way or is the two on one email blast or, you know, people that might come to a community that don't realize that you offer expungement and all that kind of stuff? How are people learning about these extra important services that, that you do have? Um, a lot of the, it's really twofold. Um, we, you know, we have a marketing department and they have a Facebook page and they have an Instagram account and they have a Twitter page and they, you know, they'll sporadically talk about these things. Um, but I think the bigger thing is just partnering with people in the community, making sure that we know what people are doing and in return, they know what we're doing. And so that we're making sure that we, um, like, like Nia said at the beginning, one of the, one of the most important things for me is making sure that if someone comes to us with a problem, we know the right person to send them to. And, and the other half of that is us being the right person to be sent to, you know? And so we're working with legal services or we're working with United Way or, or with Interfaith or whoever it may be, we make sure that we know what they're doing, but we make sure that they also know what we're doing. Right. That's a little bit of a non-answer, but you really can't underestimate the power of word of mouth. Like, yeah. I, I can't even say how many people um, we started offering headphones for people that needed them. And then within I don't know, a couple of weeks, we just, people come in, I heard you got headphones here. <laughs> and so like, Word, word travels fast when, you, when you're doing something that people find useful. You still got those headphones? <laughs> we do. I'm coming over. Headphones. I'm putting that Your people know too. all about them, for sure. They didn't tell me. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I think a really great example of that, so Nia mentioned expungement, um, and that actually got started year, four or five years ago, uh, right after the law changed. And so expungement is. Expungement. Sorry. Oh, yeah, no problem. Expungement is um, the process of getting crimes removed from your criminal record. So say that, you know, you go to get a job and they run your iChat. And it, ten, ten years ago. Ten years ago. Twenty. Something. I mean, I've talked to people. It was 40 years ago. 
they have, you know, something that happened when they were 18 and now they're 68 right. and they can't get a driver's license as a result of it yeah. and um, or get housing or get a good job or whatever it may be. Um, and so there's an official process for, for going through that. Um, we had like a expungement fair at Michigan works on a Saturday mm-hmm. and we had, I don't know, 20 ish people show up, which is great. You know, 20 people. That's amazing. That was like beginning of summer, end of summer. We had another one and we had 182 people or something like that show. Word up. of mouth. Yes. Word of mouth. <laughs> we didn't do anything differently. Oh, it was like, it, it literally just, you know, people's social influence, influential circles, I think is what they call them. Yeah. Spheres of influence. That's yeah. what I'm looking for. You know, they shared it and it just got passed along and passed along and it took three months and it was just, and that's when we realized like, we can't do this every three yeah. months. We just need to have this available to people all the time. Yeah. And so now you come in, we walk you through the process. You know, um, we're working, we are partnered with Michigan works that they, we can help defray some of those costs because there's costs okay. associated with it. Right. Um, before we were working with the community foundation, they gave us a grant to defer those costs, but we ran out of money for that. Now Michigan works is providing some of that money. So really, um, like that, and our, our waiting list for that is consistently 10 to 20 people. Like every single time we're like, we're, we have no one left. It's like someone else talked about it somewhere and it got passed around and 10 more people are calling. And I'm guessing there's some specific parameters where amount of time and whether it's a felony or misdemeanor and the, the amount, it's basically the crime, the, the type of crime. There are certain yeah. crimes that are not expungible. So, you know, you're not going to get murder taken off, mm-hmm. for example, um, the number of times. So you can have like if you have two felonies, it's going to be different than if you have four felonies, mm-hmm. that kind of thing. And then the amount of time. Okay. So but if you're more than seven years removed yeah. and you don't have a, a crime that doesn't fit it, you're going to qualify okay. basically. And there are some things like that are very straightforward, like marijuana, like you don't even have to do anything. You just have to fill out one form, send it to the courthouse, and they will take it off your record. Because of the law change in marijuana laws recently, they didn't, you know, they wanted that to make that really easy for people. Right. And rightfully so. And then uh, JDL, Jackson District, District Library, has a lot of different branches. Are these services available at the Parma branch and the Spring Arbor branch and, and, and those things, or is it mainly the Carnegie branch as your main hub where this is possible? I mean, if you had questions about those things, you could show up at any branch mm-hmm. and they, they could either answer your questions or refer them to us. Okay. But if you're coming, if you, for the most part, we work out at the Carnegie branch. Yeah. So if you need, you know, if we're working with you through the process, it's going to happen at Carnegie. Okay. That's helpful to know. Yep. What are some of, um, I guess just, you know, as you have people come in, you're probably hearing some heavy stories and interacting with some, you know, difficult things. So I guess what are, you know, an ideal world, what are, you know, some of the things that maybe aren't available now that you, you know, personally as a library hope to have years down the road or as a community, you know, some gaps that we have. Um, and then on the flip side of that, you know, what are just, you know, any encouraging stories that, that come to mind as you've been able to help somebody or um, so I'd love to kind of hear anything that comes to mind for either of those. Okay, I can start. I'm happy to. Yeah, that's totally fine. Um, I mean, I think this directly is talking about what you guys are doing here. Um, we There's been an increase, especially this past winter when it was really cold of like, you hear some really sad st- stories of homeless people. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, we've had, uh, at least one or two of our regular patrons ended up passing away, mm-hmm. you know, yep. and that was, it was hard, you know, like that's hard to hear and that, that stinks. 
Um, but with that said, the opposite side of that question, like you guys are doing amazing things here. Aware Shelter is doing amazing things there. Home of New Vision is doing amazing things there. The city council has done a really good job of, of recognizing that this is an issue and, and putting money towards it. You know, we have, um, like, uh, after, you know, I think it was December-ish, city council passed mm -hmm. some some resolutions to add money to make to make hotel rooms available and short-term housing available for people. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we heard about it. You know, one of our people who works for us is actually on the city council, Will Forgrave. Right. Yep. Um, and so, like, he came back that day and was like, hey, here are some resources that they just said that they're making available. Mm -hmm. And so it's really great to see, like, yes, these things are happening, and I don't mean to, like, diminish what, what did happen, but, like, people are clearly seeing what's happening, and, and the people who need to make decisions are trying to fix the problem. And I think that that's wonderful. I think that that's very, very encouraging. And I don't, you know, I'm, I'm a Jackson person. I grew, I grew up here. I went away to college, but came back here. That I don't think that was always the case. You know, I think that, that the people we have, city council, mayor, and, and people who lead these organizations, people like Ken Toll, who's not at United Way anymore, but he was the head of United Way, Toby Berry over at CAA, mm -hmm. you know, uh, Zoe at DHHS, like the people who are leading these organizations, Sarah Tackett at JDL until she retired, really do, like, this is a focus and they care. Yep. And I'm not sure that that was always the case. And that's super, super, like, uplifting to me. That's great. Thanks. Yeah, um, so not to piggyback too much on what Calvin said, but when the whole, uh, when the thing passed with the city council that um, did that emergency housing, that was a time where we saw a lot of like really fulfilling uh, stories from people. Like you could, you could just see and feel like the gratitude that there was something as solid as that available to them, especially when we had those really bad storms around Christmas and stuff. Yeah. Um, as far as like stuff I'd like to see more of, I don't know if I have anything super specific, but I think that we, we always can kind of strengthen um, and expand little by little the programs that we already have. Um, so we're, we've been working on like some kits to kind of make it easy for people from different like marginalized groups or people that might need a very specific type of help. Um, which includes, you know, unhoused persons, but also includes like uh, returning citizens, mm -hmm. um, perhaps like new parents or mm -hmm. pregnant persons. <clears throat> you know, those are things that we would just like to have like really good, efficient targeting and be able to help as much as possible. Um, and I can, you know, nothing moves fast in this world, but like it's something that we're always kind of working towards. And so eventually we'll be able to look back and you know, smile the same way as we yeah. look back at what the library was, you know, 10 years ago and, and look at how far we've come. So. That's great. Are there any, and how long have you both been at the library? Um, 10 plus years at this okay. point. I actually just started in August. Okay. And I, I've only been with adult services since December. I was going to say that last year. Yeah. <laughs> I already had you be a spokesperson. You must, you must already be an expert. Mm -hmm. um, are there any, I guess, trends I guess more maybe for you that you've seen over your 10 years of like the needs that are coming in are there you know folks that are more from a you know certain type of thing going on or is there more drug use that has been a driver or is there you know so to find housing or probably a mix of everything but just any I think kind seen? of a step even kind of farther back than that I think the biggest trend that I have seen at JDL and also like as a library as a profession is the understanding 
of what where we fit, what we are. Um, I think for a long time, people associated libraries, and, and you know, probably rightfully so, with books and education and quiet. And, right. you know, like what, what I imagined as a kid, you know, when you think of library, it's like, shh, you know, that kind of thing. Um, the lady shushing. Yes. Yeah. 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 With the glasses on and the, you know, yeah. and the, you know, someone quietly shelving books and, you know, all that stuff. I think, uh, especially at JDL, but I think as the library profession as a whole, I think that we have transitioned to, we still provide all of those things and, and we're happy to provide all of those things and people need those things. Um, but we've also looked at how we fit into our communities and what we can do that still fits the library the library as a whole libraries as a whole mission of providing access to information and not you know um, not censoring things for people and doing all of those things how can we take those sort of ideals and apply them differently so that it's not just a place for books yeah. where you sit quietly and read and so um, I think that we have done a really, really good job at JDL of um, becoming more than, than that. And I, you know, I see my job as um, uh, a good portion of being, uh, I'm not sure the right, the right profession, but social worker, you know, community liaison, that kind of thing. And um, that's something that, that, that I'm really proud of that that's, you know, like that's, where I feel like the library profession is going as a whole, and I'm really, I'm really proud to be able to, you know, take part in that. That's great. Um, I guess kind of as we, you know, start wrapping up, are there any just kind of other things that stand out, or even you know, notes that you had, or, or things that you would want the community to be aware of that we haven't hit on yet? Uh, yeah, I can talk a little bit about that stuff. Yeah. So. Um, kind of just to reiterate kind of the overall point that we've made about how many things you can do at the library or that the library can do for you that most people aren't aware of. Um, one, we're always happy to listen to people when they have suggestions for us and try to improve the things we do, bring new uh, activities into the library. But we have a whole host of amazing programs that we host throughout the year um, and those vary from like educational things like help with uh, FAFSA for oh, yeah. like fresh uh, college students. Um, there's a an African-American genealogy uh, thing that's being hosted by Lori Perkins uh, okay. within I think this month. Yeah. She was here last week and then the Genealogical Society is coming next week to kind of follow up with what they okay. learned at the last one. That's yeah, great. there's programs for like uh, learning how to garden with limited space. Um, we have access to like academic materials for like uh, college students or people that are, that need that sort of uh, peer-reviewed stuff. Uh, there's just so many things, and if if you're thinking like I really would like to see this in my community, come in and stop and talk to us because chances are we might have it. Okay, so I've got an idea for you. <laughs> So we had a uh, client listening session yesterday, so we kind of had some folks that are staying here at the shelter just to say what's going well, but what are ways that we can improve? And one of the things that came up is they'd like to see a hot tub. <laughs> so uh, I would like to see a hot guys, tub at the library too. <laughs> uh, yeah, we haven't been able to get a grant for that, but uh, so if, if you could make that happen, and I think the word of mouth, more people would come, they would sit in there, they would read books, they would do things in the hot tub, maybe other things would happen in the hot tub too. But, yeah, I'm not sure that's great. Anyway, so uh, that was yesterday that we got that feedback, yeah, 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 so for what that. it's worth. I love that. There you have it. 
Um, yeah, I guess, yeah, in, anything else? Seriously, I sorry, I just took that off the <laughs> silly path, but... Um, yeah, there's a couple other things that, that you know, I just want to make sure they get mentioned. Um, we, we talked about expungement. That is a service that you can stop in or call at any time, and we will begin the process with you, and, and we walk you through the entire, all the steps. We make sure we, we label the envelopes. We send them. We help you send them off. We do. We really make sure that by the end of it, you have, you have everything you need. You have your court date set, and now you're just waiting. Um, we're soon told to, to relaunch a service um, that we call adult literacy. So if you're an adult and you're struggling with reading, um, you can sign up for this program and it's a direct one-on-one -on -one service. So we train people to become tutors um, through a place called Washington Literacy who's been doing that for 35 years or whatever it's been. Um, and they work one-on-one -on -one, one day a week up to the tutor and the learner when they meet, where they meet. Um, we actually have laptops and hotspots available. So if you're like, I really can't, you know, I got kids at home, I get out of work, I got to go straight home, cook dinner, do all these things. I have one 45-minute period a week and I can't travel for it. Right. You can get a hotspot and a laptop and you mm -hmm. can meet virtually over Zoom and, and do those things. It is, it is entirely um, uh, learner-dependent or learner-driven. So, like, if you want to learn how to read so that you can read with your grandkid, that's your goal. Mm -hmm. If you want to be able to do this so you can get a job, that's your goal. And everybody's working to their own individual goal. There's no, like, collective goal where it's like, you should be reading at a fourth grade reading level by the end. Right. That's not our goal. It's like, what do you want to do? Let's help you get to that. Um, we um, And part of that is... Um, if you're part of the care hub, which a lot of, you know, the hospital and all these things that the regular doctors, you'll meet and they'll ask you to fill out a questionnaire. One of those questions is something along the lines of like, do you struggle reading important documents? And if they say yes to that, then they get referred to us okay. so that we can then reach out to them and say, Oh, if, you know, is this something you'd like to work on? If so, here, let's, let's sign you up for, for adult literacy. Um, so that's uh, that's another big one that that, that we're kind of re-kicking off. There were some issues getting it organized, and we learned a lot. So we're you know all we're applying all the things that we learned that historically didn't work great before, and I feel pretty confident that going forward it'll be a much more robust service than it than it was the last couple of years. Um, we also you know like. We host people all the time. Like we have a coffee hour that that um, you, um, people from Lifeways were coming to. Um, some of that, uh, that? Wednesdays at ten thirty. All right. Wednesdays at ten thirty. That's kind of gonna... coffee that we talk. I mean, this is Maxwell House. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's just Maxwell House. Oh, right, right. <laughs> it's not anything good. Um, that is slowing down um, because they got they have other places that they need to be, but they're gonna they'll still be coming. You know, maybe once a month. Um, more, maybe a little bit more during the summer, um, because another thing that we do is we offer lunches for kids. So we're part of the eat up and meet up where if you're a kid, you live in Jackson County, you're under 18, you can come to the library Monday through Friday, noon to one, get free lunch. Okay. And you know, anybody that, that, that that's age. And so they'll, you know, come down for that for an hour once a month, you know, to talk to people there. Um, so there's really all sorts of things. If you have a question, I would recommend stopping in and just asking because okay. we might offer something. And if we don't, I hope that we will know who is the one who's offering something like that. Okay. Um, and I really am proud of the fact that it feels like, and, and maybe you can correct me if I'm wrong, yeah, but it feels like for a lot of people, we're the first destination. Mm -hmm. You know, a lot of people I think yeah. see the library is like, I don't know an answer. 
Yeah. I'm going to go down to the library because somebody at the library will know the answer. Yeah. And I, I, I'm very proud of that. I take pride in, in providing things for those people and also knowing if, if we can't, where are we sending you? Yeah. And I think that's pretty cool. Well, thanks for what both of you do. Um, yeah, I, I know I've learned a lot of things that I wasn't even quite aware of. I knew there's a lot of things you do, which is why we're here <laughs> talking anyway, but I'm excited to continue to partner. And thanks for not only what you do, but the heart behind it. It's, it's cool knowing that you actually have a passion for this. Um, it's more than just a job. You know, you, you see the faces, you meet the people, um, and that you're trying to be creative to continually evolve the services. So it's a pleasure partnering with you and look forward to continuing to figure out how we can serve the community better. Thanks for being here. Thank you, Steve. Thank you so much.